Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. If you would, stand with me and turn your Bibles to the book of, of, of Luke. Luke chapter 1, we're going to continue in our series. It's going to be a Sunday and Wednesday thing about God with us. So Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, and we're going to be reading to verse 38 here. Luke 1, starting in verse 26, says this. The following month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin, Mary, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of, Dave, of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Congratulations, favored lady. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Very soon now, you will become pregnant and have a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He shall be very great, and he shall be called the Son of God. And the Lord shall give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he shall reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall uh, never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of God shall overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be utterly holy, the son of God. Furthermore, six months ago, your aunt Elizabeth, the barren one, they called her, became pregnant in her old age. For every promise from God shall surely come true. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to do whatever he wants May everything you said come true, and the angel disappeared. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness. And we ask, Father, that you would uh, challenge and change our hearts, Lord. I pray as a result of hearing your word tonight, God, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we all say amen, amen and amen. You may be seated tonight. Tonight, we're going to speak on the subject of God with us in the valley. How many of you know that to get to the mountaintop, you first have to go through the valley? And for every mountaintop, there is a valley that you will face. For every victory, there is a fight that it takes to get to there. And a lot of us like to celebrate the mountaintop. We like when we get the prize. We like when we cross the finish line. But a lot of us don't like to go through the fight. We don't like the climb. We don't like to go through the struggle that it takes to get there. I want you to know that you cannot celebrate on the mountaintop unless you've succeeded through the valley. You can't make it to the mountaintop unless you've first gone through the valley. So for every victory, for everything that God has called you to, to every accomplishment in life, you will have to go through a struggle to get it. If you're a mom, you know the struggle that it took to get your baby here. You know what it took to, to go through the pain. But the moment that you held that child, the pain no longer mattered because you got the prize. But you don't get the prize without going through some suffering and going through some pain. If you want to be used by God, understand that there is a price to be paid. You see, up until the moment that Mary received the encounter with the archangel Gabriel... There is no direct mention of her in Scripture. Until Mary is, 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 
has the encounter with the angel, there is no mention of her in the book of Genesis when the fall of mankind happened and Jesus, God begins to, to, to tell how the story's really going to go. Mary's name was not mentioned in there. In Isaiah, we don't see Mary's name mentioned in there. The Bible tells us that the virgin will give birth to the Savior, but it does not give Mary's name specifically. Isaiah 7.14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. You see, stop, stop asking God for people to know your name. It's okay if you're not known right now. Just as long as when God calls you, you make yourself available. I don't care if nobody knows who you are right now. I don't care if no one recognizes your gift and your talents. That does not matter. The moment that God validates you, man will have to recognize you. Oh, that was a better point than you said amen to. The moment that God validates you is the moment that man will have to recognize you. When you get recognition from man from the get-go, you might not be validated by God. I'd rather be unknown by, by man and validated by God because when God lifts you up, he'll draw all people. When you lift up his name, he'll draw all men to you. Listen, God wants to do something amazing through you, but you might not be known yet. Mary's name was not mentioned, but God knew who she was. Mary didn't have in her mind that anything extraordinary would come forth through her. A lot of you tonight sit here thinking that you are just an ordinary person thinking that you got nothing to offer. You might think I'm just an average person. I want you to know tonight, God never made anything or anybody average. God always went above and beyond. Don't you tell me that the same God that lent his breath to Adam made Adam just an average person. The same God that gave you life did not make you average. He made you extraordinary, and you need to start living like it. Nothing in Mary's life, indicated that there was anything special about her. You see, when God calls you, he calls you out of how he sees you, not how you see yourself. When God calls you, he calls you out of how he sees you, how he views you, not how you see yourself. A lot of us have a very horrible outlook of ourselves. We look down upon ourselves. You don't need anybody else to tell you that you can't because you've told yourself enough times that you can't. You don't need anybody to beat you up because you beat yourself up enough. You don't need anybody to hold you back because you hold yourself back enough. But when God's got a purpose and a plan for your life, he sees you how he's called you to be, not how you see yourself. So it's time to start acting like a child of God. You see, Moses looked at himself as one who stuttered, but God viewed him as a deliverer. When God said, Moses, you're going to deliver, Lord, how can I? I can't even talk right. But God seen a deliverer inside of Moses. Gideon looked at himself as the least, but God looked at him and called him a mighty man of valor. God sees something inside of you that you can't see inside of yourself right now. So it's time that we start listening and focusing in on how God views us rather than how we view ourselves. Mary looked at herself as ordinary but God viewed her as the one who would birth the Messiah. I wonder tonight what God has planned for your life. 
I wonder tonight what God wants to do through your life. I wonder tonight who you will be next year. I wonder tonight who you'll be two years from now. I wonder tonight how God will transform your life, and by transforming your life, how he'll transform into generations from here on out in your life. I wonder who God's called you to be because I see tonight sitting in front of me is greatness. You see, you don't believe it yet. Because you should have been doing backflips, kicking your neighbor and slapping your neighbor and saying, he's talking about me. I wonder, I wonder tonight, how many people in here are going to do amazing things for God? Mary looked at herself as ordinary, but God viewed her as the one who would birth the Messiah. You might not see it right now, but he's seen it long before you were created. Long before you were created, long before you were formed in your mother's womb, he says, I knew you. I knew the plans that I've had for you. Greatness was planned long before you even graced this earth. Don't you dare tell me you have nothing to offer. The problem is, is you just haven't come into yourself yet. You just haven't realized it yet. But God is waiting and God is looking for the right moment and the right opportunity to empower you, to show you that all along there is greatness deep down the side of you. Why? Because God never makes anything ordinary. He always makes everything extraordinary. You see, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've done, or how you view yourself. When God's, got, when God's got his eyes locked on you, there's nothing you could do to chase him away. You see, when God views you as extraordinary, you can never be ordinary again. When God told Moses, you're a deliverer, from that moment on, it didn't matter if Moses viewed himself as that or not. That's how God called him. When God told Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor, it doesn't matter how Gideon viewed himself. From that moment on, God viewed Gideon as a, uh, as a mighty man of valor. Why? Because he views you as he's created you to be, not as you're acting right now. So Mary sits there and gets this very unusual encounter with an angel. This ordinary girl on an ordinary day in an ordinary town from an ordinary family gets an extraordinary encounter from this archangel named Gabriel. And this, this encounter baffles her because she's never heard anything like it before. Never has she heard it before and never will we hear it ever again. She is the only one that had these words spoken to her, that she would carry the Savior of the world. Mary was the only one from time, beginning of time, she was the only one that would ever have this message delivered to her and she's dumbfounded number one because who am I that you would be speaking to me in this manner number two what 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 is this message that you she didn't completely understand you see but Mary accepts the angels what he presents to her look at Luke 138 it says Mary said I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to do whatever he wants May everything you said come true, and then the angel disappeared. You see, she obeyed even though she did not fully understand. 
The problem with a lot of us is that we're waiting for the understanding and then the obedience follows that. God does not work that way. God wants the obedience and then he gives you understanding to follow the obedience. God could do a whole lot more with somebody who is not equipped, someone who is not qualified but says, you could use me, than someone that says, I got it all together. God says, I can't use you. Why? Because it's all about you. God says, when it's obedience unto me, it's all about me at that moment. And so God could use you. So Mary here gets this encounter with God and her answer is yes even though she didn't understand and some of you are sitting here tonight and you've been asking the question year after year after year God I know what you've called me to do but how is it going to happen why don't you just take a step of faith and watch God make it happen God will take all your limitations and he'll throw them out the door. Why? Because he's God and that's just how he rolls. So she obeyed even though she did not fully understand what was going on. But she said, if you want to use me, then you could use me. And from the moment that Mary said yes, her whole life was changed. The moment Mary said, let it be unto me as you have said, her whole life was transformed. And we would think that's a good thing. We would think that's an awesome thing. Because you remember the moment that you accepted Christ into your life, how your whole life was transformed. Some of you had an encounter with God so great that it would make a great novel, it would make a great story. God took you from rags to riches in one moment, one encounter with God, and everything was great, but everything in Mary's life changed that moment she said yes everything looked different i've often heard of people said who have said the moment i accepted christ the sun shined a little bit brighter the sky looked a little bit bluer the flowers and the grass were a little greener and the flowers looked a little more prettier Everybody seemed a little more nicer, and it it was a change that happened right away. Why? Because when God changes your life, change happens and starts immediately. From that moment that Mary encountered and said yes to the angel, change took place. But I want you to know that your yes to God will always attract trouble. Your yes to God will always attract trouble. As things have changed in your life, there's also something that is trying to hold you back from succeeding in your walk of faith. Your yes to God will always attract trouble. Mary goes through a valley that I want to talk about tonight. The moment she says yes to God, she encounters this valley, and it's a valley that a lot of us are in right now. It's called the Valley of Rejection. And you would think because I love God and I serve God that everybody's going to be nice and everybody's going to love me because I've made this change in my life. But Mary goes through a valley of rejection. The moment that she says yes, everything changed in her life. You see in the valley of rejection, Matthew chapter 1 verse 19 says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. The first rejection that Mary receives is from the man she's about to marry. Isn't it funny when a wife accepts Christ, but the husband hasn't? 
there is a big fight that happens in the house because her life's been transformed, but his hasn't yet. You see, the moment that Mary had to go and give the news and break the news to Joseph, and I understand as a man how Joseph reacted because if my wife were to come to me and we weren't married and haven't done anything yet, and she were to tell me, uh, by the way, I'm pregnant, well, we got some questions to answer. And then if she pulls the car, but it's God's child, well, we got some bigger questions to answer because that just doesn't make any sense. So she goes and she tells Joseph all that has taken place. And the Bible says that Joseph doesn't understand. Why? Because Mary doesn't completely understand herself. How can she explain to Joseph something that she really doesn't understand herself? So she has to explain to him according to her understanding. And if you know men and women, they don't talk the same language. And so she's explaining about what, you know, what the angel was wearing and how his voice sounded. And Joseph's like, just give me the details. I don't want all the fluff. Just give me the details. And she's telling Joseph how it probably went and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And Joseph's like, what in the world are you talking about? You have gone crazy in your minds. You see, at that very moment, because to be engaged was as serious to be married and if someone cheated on somebody who was married, they had the right to take them to the court of law. And that court of law would always side for the person who, who, who brought them here. And the end result would have been that Mary would have been killed. But because Joseph was a just man, he still covered her in what he thought was her mess up. Can I tell you, single ladies, a little something? All my single ladies, right? Can, can, can I tell you something? Please get a man that will cover you even in your mess-ups. Please find somebody that will, even in your mess-ups, that, that, will, that will cover you. Young men, please find somebody, single men, find somebody that will cover you, not expose you, throw you under the bus, and then put it on Facebook afterwards. Please do not find yourself a person who's going to do you wrong. I know he might look good and she might look good, but understand, looks change over time. They change over time. Right? When you're married, everybody just gets a little more beautiful over time, right? But looks change over time. Bodies change over time. Things change over time. Things just, it just happens with, with, with age. So if all you got in common is good looks, one day you'll wake up and he or she just won't look as good anymore. <laughs> Except us, Dave. We just get better. So my wife told me, she said, you look better today. I said, girl, I'll marry you all over again. <laughs> Find somebody in your life who will cover you. You see, although Joseph did not follow through with what he thought he should have done, he still rejected her at first. He still sought to put her away silently. But he was going to put her away. She says yes to God, and she's carrying the Savior of the world inside of her, and she's being rejected by the very person who's supposed to cover her. But he's doing it in a nice way. 
You see, it's, it's interesting to note, and as I was reading the word today, I was just asking myself these questions. It's interest, interesting to note that we don't hear of Mary's parents nor of their response to this situation. We don't hear how her parents, she was a young lady. Some people say she was as young as 16 years old. I also find it interesting that soon after Mary accepts Gabriel's, what he proposed to her, that she leaves to be with her cousin Elizabeth, which is about 70 miles away from where she's at. I don't know, but this is just maybe Pastor Nick maybe looking a little too deep, but this is how I read the word. I'm thinking maybe she's tucking away because all society might have been rejecting her at the moment. How do you bring home your daughter? Take her to the public store, and she's showing but she's not married. How do you invite people over your house and that subject not come up? Can I tell you something? Not everybody is going to understand or agree with what God's done in your life. And that's the problem with us Christians is we feel that because God's done a good thing, and I'm saying it's a good thing because it is a good thing, but because God's done a good thing in my life now, everybody should see me as good. But there are some people who don't want to see you change. There are some people who don't care that you got Christ in your life. There are some people that don't care that you got clean. There are some people don't, that don't care that your life's been transformed in, in, in such a, a, a crazy way. Some people really don't. And if you are a people pleaser, that'll mess you up. If everybody has to like you and you try hard to make everybody like you, the moment that you tell people you've accepted Christ is the moment that you might be disappointed. Because there might be people who tell you, well, let's see how long this lasts. Let's see if the change is real. Can you take the rejection that comes along with your yes to God? Can you take the rejection that comes along with your yes to God? Well, I don't know, Pastor Nick. You know, I, I lost some friends over serving God. It's okay, you didn't need them. Some family members don't talk to me. It's okay, you didn't need them right now. There are some people that have left your life, people that you thought would be there forever. It's okay. You just didn't need them right now. Can you take the rejection that comes along with your yes to God? You see, the only thing that brought Mary through the valley of rejection was simply this, that she knew that God was with her. But not only that, but she also knew that God was literally in her. She was carrying the Savior of the world, and that's the only hope that you have in the moment where you feel isolated, in the moment that you feel that you're all alone, in the moment that you feel, I've just done a good thing. Why am I getting such horrible responses? See, I need you to understand tonight as I close this down that in every valley that you go through, the same God who's bringing you up to the mountaintop is the same God who's sustaining you through the valley. And the same God who's bringing you down the mountain to go into your next valley is the same God who's there. God is the only consistent thing in your life. So some people don't like you. It's okay. Why? Because God doesn't like you. He loves you. 
God loves you. He doesn't just like you, doesn't tolerate you. God loves you. And that should make you feel pretty special tonight. That should make you feel amazing tonight. Why? Because God stepped down from heaven, became a child so that he could be Emmanuel, God with you. In your good times, in your bad times, in the valleys where no one's there to show up, God says, it's okay. I got you. It's the only reason why some of you are here tonight. Because he was God with you. When you didn't fill him. You see, the Bible calls him Emmanuel, God with us. Which means it's written in three different tenses. That he was God that was with me. He's God that is with me. And he's God that will always be with me. You see, you can't get away from him. He never promised that you would always feel him. He never said, you know what, you'll always feel encouraged because I'm here. But he did promise that he'll never leave you. He says, I will be consistently there when you feel like you can't make it, when you feel rejected, when you feel like you're in the valley of the shadow of death. I want you to know that I am there with you in that valley right there. When everybody's left you, when those that said they loved you abandoned you because you said yes to me, I want you to know that I am still there. Why? Because I am God with you. I am Emmanuel, and I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's the promise that God has made to you tonight so I ask the question again can you take and handle the rejection that comes along with your yes to God can you handle the people that once loved you now shouting like they did to Jesus crucify him the ones that once had your back that are now stabbing you in the back. Can you continue to go on when everybody has left you and you're all alone in the spot that you thought everybody should have been by you with? Wife, can you still come to church when your husband tells you, I'll never show up into that place? Can you still come and show up and raise your hands confidently in worship, knowing that I'm in this valley right now? And I know you're God in this valley, but I see a mountaintop way up there. And I know that's my destination, but I have to pass through this thing right now. And so the same God that's God on the mountain is the same God that has his strength in the valley. Do you have what it takes to sustain the rejection of those that love you? Can you stay strong in your faith? I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.